watching The Sports Objective, the podcast for Pirates. Welcome into the first episode of the 2023 season for Sonny and Semenza in what is our second year now together doing this show. I'm really excited about it. Uh, obviously here it's week zero of the college football season. And even though it's not a great slate of games, it is college football. So I can't complain too much. And uh, with that, I want to go ahead and welcome in my partner here, Jay Sunhalter. Jay, how you doing, man? Well, I'm doing great, and you're right. You know, these week zero games aren't going to be as good as week one, but uh, I'm just thankful we have some games. It's been a great summer, but it's always better when football's back, right? <laughs> exactly, Jay. So before we get into the games, man, how was your summer? You know, give us a little clue about, you know, how everything's going for you and then what you have coming up here. I know you have several games here coming up in the next two yeah. weeks. Yeah, summer's been great. I mean, it's just, you know, waiting and countdown for football season. It's tough when you're football deprived. You know, you kind of just have golf and, and baseball to watch and, you know, tennis. So ready for the season to start. But, yeah, it's going well. And uh, and I, I'm looking forward to uh, to the broadcasting stuff. So this Friday I have a high school game in the Raleigh area. Um, we'll be – Covering a, a really good matchup in Heritage versus Cleveland. Then uh, next week, it, it kind of ramps up where Thursday night, I'll be at Tennessee Tech versus Furman. And then Friday night will be Garner versus Millbrook with high school. And then Saturday um, will be South Carolina State at Charlotte. So one game this week and three games next week. So it'll be it'll be ramped up, but it'll be a lot of fun. Well, just like that, welcome back, man. I mean, that's a busy start to the season for you. You're going to be a road warrior here, but um... – I know you wouldn't have it any other way, right, buddy? That's, uh, that's that's the way we love it, and uh, excited to be back with you, first of all. I mean, this is awesome, second year in a row, and, you know, my, my promise is I, I just hope that I'm one game better on my picks than last year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do my you, best to break even. <laughs> well, I'm hoping I'm many games better because my the second half of the season last year was not so good to me. Um, I got out of the gates hot. Jay, if you remember, but then I kind of struggled down the stretch, which is usually the opposite because, like, for me personally, I usually struggle the first few weeks historically, and then I get better as the season goes on. So I need to reverse that trend this year. Um, You know, taking a look, Jay, here we are, week zero. You know, you have uh, eight games on the schedule. It's This might be, and we were joking around before the show, but this might be the toughest week of the year because – you have a lot of teams on here that, you know, they're they're way off the radar for us. You know, like we normally preview the top six, seven, eight games, top 25 type matchups. But this week we're looking at teams like UTEP, Jacksonville State, UMass. So a little off the radar. But, uh, hey, we try to do our homework, right? And we'll give it a go and see what we have. So 
I don't know. I don't know, Jay. What were your thoughts on on this? What What do you think is the top game of the week? This this. Well, yeah, there, there's not many to choose from. <laughs> these are these are definitely uh, uh, warm up games. Week one will be much better. But when you look at the schedule, for me, Navy versus Notre Dame, that's really intriguing. Um, and then the other one, San Jose State at USC, just to see Caleb Williams um, and see Lincoln Riley in the offense for the Trojans. But the, the number one game for me is Navy versus Notre Dame being played over an island. Um, I can't wait to see that and, and just see that matchup um, with Navy going over there and then see how Notre Dame looks. So that's my number one game that I'm watching for this uh, for this weekend. Absolutely, Jay. So let's got, kind of get right into that. You know, let's 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 start off with that game. You know, Navy and Notre Dame heading to Dublin, Ireland for, for this matchup. They did play late in the season last year. Um, it was a great game, actually. Navy made a, 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 a you know, a, a major comeback and Notre Dame was able to win that game 35-32. Um, but you look at this year's matchup in the opener, Notre Dame is a 20 and a half point favorite in Dublin. Obviously, some big changes there, Jay, with Sam Hartman now a quarterback. I'll kick it to you. What are your thoughts on this one? Well, yeah, and I mean, just overall, I'm I'm of the thinking, you know, when you have teams, especially teams where there's a lot of changes and week zero, you never know what to expect. I'm my thought process is always go with the underdog because that's a 20 and a half spread. That's a big number. And, and I think Notre Dame's going to be really good, but knowing how Navy plays, they're going to run the ball. They're going to slow it down. And they have excitement with, with a new head coach, Brian Newberry, who was their defensive coordinator last year, got promoted um, after, you know, they let go of coach Ken, which, you know, I thought he was a great coach and I think that's a mistake, but I do really like who they promoted and Brian Newberry. Um, I I think with their offense, they they brought in uh, Green Chestnut from Kennesaw State, who I've seen his offense, and you know he's he's very much uh, of the approach of physical, like we've seen with past Navy teams. So I, I think we're going to see that offense, you know, playing at a high level. I, I think in this ball game, Notre Dame has Sam Hartman. They've got a lot to prove in year two with Marcus Freeman, and I really like their team. And I know you had talked about them being underrated. I I think. I agree with that completely, and I think Notre Dame can be a surprise team. I think that they can really present a lot when they go through their schedule. They're going to be favored in a lot of ball games. I think they're going to win the majority of their games. I think they can have an outstanding year, and I think there's motivation from last year after they got off to a tough start against Ohio State and Marshall. I just look at this game. I think Navy is going to have some success on the ground running the football. I know how disciplined they are. And I could see this game being a Notre Dame win by 17 or 20 points. But I I just think this spread is a little high for me. So I'm going to say Navy to cover. Man, some some, uh, awesome information there. I agree with so much of what you said. I mean, I have a lot of respect for Newberry, the new head coach of Navy. I mean, he's been a longtime D.C. You know, just watching him over the years, he's given East Carolina fits with – his creativity defensively. I mean, he's he's a master at, you know, um, pre-snap movement, mixing up coverages. I mean, this guy, he is a big-time coach. So I think Navy, um, you know, I, big task replacing Coach Ken, to your point, but this is a guy who I, I think can kind of step into that role seamlessly. A um, lot of respect for, for what he can do as a coach. And, you know, I think some of my issues with Navy, Jay, I, I tend to – 
looking at them historically, they're a team that gets better as the season goes on. I've, I've looked at them in recent years in the first few weeks of the season. They tend to come out of the gates a little slower and struggle. They don't really get that option offense moving until, you know, three or four games in. You know, I am hearing this year that they're going to add some new wrinkles to that offense. It might look a little different, you know, same principles in terms of the option, but maybe a little more in the, you know, pass heavy, adding some wrinkles into that offense. So it might look different. But my point is, I think Notre Dame is going to be well prepared for this game. Um, I think this is a team to really watch out for. Sam Hartman, man, we know this guy can ball. He can do it all. He's going to be a Heisman candidate. He can beat you in so many different ways. Um, and I kind of liken him a little bit to like Johnny Manziel because he's he's just he's a crafty player. He can beat you with his feet too. Um, so I really I'm bullish on Notre Dame this year, as you know. And I think Navy they're going to come out of the gates a little slow. I think they're going to struggle in this one. Notre Dame is fully aware of Navy because they almost blew that game last year. Like I said, they won 35, 30, 32, but I think they're going to have the full attention this week. Um, and, and Marcus Freeman now in his second year, I really like this team. I, I feel like this could get out of hand um, pretty quickly. And I think Notre Dame is going to go to Ireland and take care of business, man. Uh, Shepherd's pie for everybody. I'm going Notre Dame to cover the 20 and a half, and I think they're going to win this game by 28. So that's my first pick of the day. ND, Jay. We're already opposed. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Even though we disagree on it, you bring up a lot of great points, and and one of the major ones is they've had all preseason camp to prepare for this offense or what they expect to see. Many times you get Navy and you only have one week to prepare. They've been able to prepare for this throughout all preseason camp. They do have a veteran quarterback in Sam Hartman, even though he's new. And the Navy does have a lot of new faces. So, you know, even though we disagree, you have a lot of great points in favor of you too. So that's why this is my game to watch this week. Yeah, it's definitely one that could go either way. You know, you can see that you know, this is a – it's a tricky one. Um, but I'm just kind of going back to – I think Navy tends to start a little slowly. And, you know, one other point with – with Navy Jay before we move on is I think they're a little different team since the rule change in college football about you cannot block below the waist outside the tackle box. I think they're a little different team. Like they were really successful with their wide receivers, cutting corners and cutting safeties. They can't do that anymore. And I think it, it really adds some challenges for them. So, you know, not to get too far into the X's and O's, but I think that's something to uh, to look out for with, with all the academies, actually. So anyway, we covered that one to death, Jay. Let's let's move on to the next one here and game way off the radar. Jacksonville State versus UTEP. This game is going to be at Jacksonville State. Um, the line is even, Jay. And uh, you have Rich Rodriguez coming into Jacksonville State in his second year. What are your thoughts here? Well, not as many thoughts as Notre, Notre Navy versus Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> so, some of these other games are going to be a little bit quicker thoughts. <laughs> but no I, I will say this. I think when you've got an even spread, who do you go with? The home team and also a team going into a new league, Rich Rodriguez in his second year. I think we're going to see Jacksonville State surprise some people. And there's a lot of motivation having a home game week, you know, week zero. Uh, you know, UTEP is a pretty good team, but I, I'm going to go with Jacksonville State to to cover to get the win here. 
I'm with you, man. Definitely not as many thoughts on this game on this game as well. <laughs> but, hey, uh, you gotta be you gotta be an interesting team for us to have thoughts. These two aren't the most interesting. So <laughs> exactly. This will I'm pretty I can say with a lot of confidence, this will be the one time this year we cover Jacksonville State. Yeah. Uh, no, no <laughs> zero and then they're team. done. <laughs> but uh, you know, to your point, Rich Rodriguez, he's in his second year. And you look at last year, they were nine and two, Jay. Pretty impressive year um, into Conference USA now, so a step up for that program. They returned nine starters on offense and seven on defense, so including their quarterback. So you're going to have some continuity there. Um, UTEP, I don't know what to make of that, of that team right now. They're very, you know, it's an up and down team. You know, they're they're. I, I don't think their talent is what it was or has been in in some years, but they can sneak up on you every four or five years. But to your point, even, even game, I like the fact that Rich Rod has 16 starters back on both sides of the ball and the quarterback. So I'm with you, man. I'm going Jacksonville state to take this game, to win it outright and uh, you know, and, and cover the spread. So we, we agreed on one buddy. We agreed on go. one. Um, I like agreeing with you. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, a little, it's a little more fun. It's a little more fun that way. Uh, so here we go into the next game. Another, you know, game for the we have ages. another snoozer? Is this uh, another it, snoozer, Matt? Dude, this is a snoozer. But there are some, there are some storylines here. So here we go. UMass uh, at New Mexico State. Massachusetts at New Mexico State. Uh, State is a six-and-a-half point favorite. At home, Jay, um, certainly not one that will be on ESPN Classic in 10 years, but what do you have here? <laughs> well, yeah, this this one uh, this one isn't isn't the most uh, interesting. You know, this one uh, will probably be forgotten about. Both teams probably won't be picked after this week either. But I will say this. Um, it's a long cross-country flight uh, for UMass. UMass was a dog by minus eight. Uh, New Mexico State was favored by by eight. It's gone down to six and a half. The public's on UMass. I'm going to go the opposite of the public and go to New Mexico State to cover. I like it, man. I like it. You know, Jerry Kill at New Mexico State. Jay, you're really connected and tied into like coaching circles because of your work for ESPN. And, you know, you talk to people in coaching circles who know the business of college football everybody respects Jerry kill. I mean, this guy can coach. He he's, he's an elite coach that because of some health issues has his career has taken him in some different places now at New Mexico state in his second year. But, you know, they were seven and six last year. They returned nine starters on offense, four on defense. Um, you know, and then conversely, you look at UMass, this is a team and, no offense to our uh, one of our favorite guests, Rennie and Goglia, because he's uh, he's a tremendous guest. He's a UMass guy. He was an awesome player. But I don't. This team struggles, man. Like they don't have a lot of talent, and now they're coming across country to play against Jerry Kill. I just think New Mexico State has a little too much to offer here, and uh, I'm going to agree. They're going to cover the spread. I look to them to win this game by probably two touchdowns or so at home and have a pretty decent year, Jay. We're we're two for two. We agree. So, yeah, man, it's, we're off uh, to a good start. Other than Navy Notre Dame, I'm on the same page. No doubt. So, 
So why don't we mix in one of the more attractive games? I think this is the second game that's that you know is pretty attractive. Let's look at San Jose State heading to USC. USC is a 31-point favorite, Jay. Um, you know, obviously you have Lincoln Riley, you have Caleb Williams back coming off that bowl loss to Tulane. What are your thoughts here? Well, I'll tell you what, USC is going to be awesome this year. This is a high number. What, Matt, what is it, 30? It's minus 30? Yes, yep. I mean, that's a big number against the San Jose, a San Jose State team that is pretty good. You know, last year, 7-5. and five. You, know, you can go both ways on this because USC's offense is going to be explosive. But, I mean, I could see this game being 48 to, you know, 20. Um, I, I'm going to go with San Jose State to cover. Again, just going back to the theory of week zero, you know, go with the underdog. So I'm going to say San Jose State and the Spartans cover at USC. Wow, man. Wow, I like it. That's a, that's a good pick, Jay. You know, I'm pretty – when I took a little deeper dive into USC, I'm pretty impressed with, you know, some of the criteria I look at. Like, you know, Lincoln Riley back, second year. You have eight returning starters on offense, nine on defense. That defense was terrible last year in many spots. But when you bring back nine returning starters, you know you're going to see improvement. You add some pieces around it. You know they're going to score a lot of points. You know that. Um, You know, so – I'll tell you, I, and conversely, you look at San Jose State, they can score. You know, they can put up points. Um, I think that the line, the spread is a little bit high here at 31. You know, I expect a shootout. I expect a lot of points. I don't know what the over is, but I would maybe look to the over here. But I do think San Jose State will score enough points to keep it inside that 31. So I'm, I'm in agreement, man. San Jose state will cover that spread. How about that? Let's go. Yeah. I mean, I could see this being a backdoor cover, you know, and and them getting some late touchdowns. I mean, I I think USC is really good. I just think it's tough week one to be completely, you know, completely on fire. And that's a high spread. You know, I feel a lot more comfortable if it was 27 or, you know, a few points lower, but 30 is a lot. It definitely is. And I'll tell you, something kind of rubbed me the wrong way this offseason. There was a quote from Caleb Williams who basically said, referencing back to that Tulane bowl game, we didn't want to be there. And that bothered me, man. You know, as a former player, as a competitor, you know, that's not – you don't ever want to hear that from your starting quarterback, especially a guy who's in Heisman contention. So that bothered me. I'm a little down on USC right now. Um, not in love with that program. I, I think that Lincoln Riley, the challenge for him, we know he can put up points. We know he's a great offensive mind. Can his teams play defense? I mean, that's the thing. Can his teams play defense? So far, that has no. not panned out. <laughs> yeah. Um, right? So, you know, I think San Jose State, and it's my long way of saying they're going to do enough to score some points here and, and cover the spread. Well, I, I think another aspect of this game is, and Matt, you, you know this, you know, which team's more motivated? You know, USC's been getting hyped all offseason. Their quarterback's going to win another Heisman. They're going to go to the national championship. They're playing San Jose State, you know. I, I would tend to think that they're maybe overlooking this a little bit, where San Jose State, you know, they may know they they may not win, 
but I know they're probably more excited than USC is. And that may not be the case, but, you know, you just kind of tend to think that's that's the way I would lean with that. So I, I think the Spartans are a pretty good team that, that can cover and, and will cover this game. Yeah, good point, Jay, no doubt. Um, so we shall see on that one. Now, now looking ahead to the next one, another barn burner. You have the <clears throat> Ohio Bobcats, Jay, heading out to the West Coast to play San Diego State, and it's San Diego State minus two. This is a 7 o'clock kickoff on Saturday on FS1. Um, Jay, you know, I, I know that, uh, you know, we have study Ohio in and out, right? <laughs> Sarcasm. Yeah. Sarcasm. <laughs> but uh, what, what are your thoughts here? I mean, Ohio was uh, a very good team last year. I mean, they're t- they're ten and four, and they had a bold victory. Um, so, a, a team that you know, if you don't really study them, which I haven't, <laughs> you'd be surprised at how good they were. Something to do with the MAC. This is a good team going across country, but so is San Diego State. And this is this really is an interesting game because San Diego State, you know, they've got a great tradition in a, in a ball club that um you know is always is always in the thick of the mountain west so i i think this is going to be one of the better games of the day and maybe the best game and that's indicative of the spread um I, i'm gonna look at this game and just say san diego state has the fit edge at home and with that spread i think they can get a win by a field goal so i'm gonna go with the aztecs to cover that's it jay this is i'm gonna i'm gonna go with lee corso here all right all right not so fast, my friend. <laughs> Not so fast. So I did actually do a little bit of research. Not not more than a minute or two on Ohio, but you, you make a good point, Jay. Seriously, like they're a good team. They were 10 and four. They bring back nine offensive starters, six defensive starters. So I love that, including their quarterback, which is that's a big one. You know, you look to like the first couple weeks of the season you look to returning starters and it is the quarterback back so that's a big sign you know i think they're a good solid team san diego state you know brady hoke coming off a kind of a ho-hum year where they didn't you know do too much i'm gonna go with the underdog here i'm taking ohio money line to win the game um look for the look for the bobcats to go out to the west coast and get it done so we finally have a disagreement I like that pick though. That even though I disagree with you on the Notre Dame and and this Ohio pick, I like the pick. I mean, San Diego State, you know, they were only seven to six last year. Not not their best season. Um, and Ohio's a really good team, so I could see this game going either way. But but I, I I agree with a lot of the points on your side. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. No doubt, that should be a game that comes down to the wire. So we'll see. Um... All right, moving on to the next one. <clears throat> we have the Hawaii Warriors, you know, <clears throat> heading down to Nashville, Tennessee to play Vanderbilt. Obviously, um, <clears throat> you know, a lot going on in Hawaii right now, Jay, with the with the wildfires. And I'm sure that a lot of these players have friends and family that have been impacted by that. So, you know, you wonder just where their focus is coming into this game. You know, maybe it's the type of thing where you're more locked in mentally on the game because, you know, you're, you're, you have more to play for this week. But nonetheless, that's a long road trip down to Nashville. They Last year, Vanderbilt smoked them in the opener. 
The line is 17 and a half. What are your thoughts on this one? Well, yeah, it's true. You, you never know. It'll either help them be more locked in or it's going to be, a, you know, hard for them to be focused because of what, what you know, their their state's going through. Um, I just look at this as Vanderbilt is playing at home, you know, humidity on their side. Um, they're an SEC team that I think is probably underrated. And Clark Lee, their head coach, you know, is more getting the program more established. I, I think they're going to go ahead and cover this and, and win. But um, you know, I know everybody has a it has a root is rooting for Hawaii to do well because of what they're going through. But I, I think Vanderbilt's going to cover this. Yeah, I hear you, man. And like, just taking a look at Hawaii, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of cheering for Timmy Chang in general. There, you know, you remember him when he was the quarterback there. I mean, he was an awesome college player. That was a down down program, and he was, you know, taken on as the head coach and. Big challenge for him to turn it around, and they struggled last year big time. They were three and ten. They do they do bring back uh, five starters on offense, nine on defense, and that defense was bad last year. So I don't know how much ground they can make up defensively. I do expect them to be better and more competitive, but not optimistic about this one. I think Vanderbilt's going to really presents some major challenges. It's a long road trip, and Vanderbilt will cover the, the spread. So I'm in agreement there. We both have Vandy. Um, so we have one more, Jay. One more. Now, this is a game that 30 years from now you're going to be talking to your grandkids about. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> look for the opener on ESPN this week to cover this game. FIU, Florida International, at La Tech. This is a 9 o'clock game on CBS Sports Network. La Tech is an 11-point favorite, Jay. You know, tough one to call, but what, what are your thoughts here? Well, uh, my initial thought is who the heck knows. <laughs> I, I, you know, this is a tough one, tough one because uh, you don't know what to expect from either either team. The one thing I know is Louisiana Tech's going to throw the ball. Sonny Cumbie's the head coach. Uh, you look at a spread 11 points. I think their offense is going to be good enough to cover that, and I think they'll win by 13, 14 points in this one. I'm with you, Jay. Sonny Cumbie, he's in his second year now. He has um, – he, here's why I kind of like La Tech. Eight starters back on offense, um, including they have a new quarterback who I believe is a transfer from Boise State. So uh, big kid, he's like 6'5", 235 pounds. He's got a strong arm. So I think Sonny Cumbie, you know, he's just one of those guys that knows how to score points. Defensively, they're going to be – they only have four starters back. Um, I think it'll be kind of a back-and-forth game, but I think at the end, La Tech pulls away and, and finds a way to cover that spread. So I'm with you. La Tech, Jay, um, and – you know, that those are the games. I mean, you know, you don't have a ton of games this week, but we covered all of them. Um, we agreed on some, disagreed on others. But uh, overall, you know, uh, it should be – hey, it's football, right? It is college football. We're happy it's back, and hopefully, you know, we'll get through this week uh, with a pretty good start, and then we get into a good game. So week one. <laughs> Absolutely, Jay. There's so, no preseason for us, but, you know, we'll, we're doing the best we can with some of these games. Exactly. I mean, you're really just going off the data you have. So, um, you know, we shall see. But 
So one thing we're going to do a little different this year, Jay, is we're going to go pick our lock of the week. And, you know, taking a look at this slate of games, it was tough. I had a hard time finding one lock, but I did find one that I liked, um, a game that I feel the best about out of all of these, and that's New Mexico State covering the six and a half at home. Um, I'm just not a believer in UMass. I don't think they have much talent in that program right now. Um, they're going all the way across country to play against Jerry Kill, a decent team. Um, I just think New Mexico State is going to find a way to cover that six and a half. So that's what I'm going to go with as my lock of the week, Jay. What, what do you Well, I, I would I would ride with you on that. Do you want me to pick a different team? Because Dude, I agree go. with you completely on that. Whatever your lock is, run with it. Okay, well, here's what I'll do. I'm going with you. I think New Mexico State is going to cover that for sure. So I'm in agreement with you. I'm writing that with my lock of the week. But just another one that I'll add in there, I do think I feel pretty confident Vanderbilt. But Vanderbilt to cover over Hawaii. But I'm my lock is officially going to be New Mexico State as well to cover. Gotcha, gotcha. So, hey, we're, we're, we're seeing the same things. Um you know, I like it, man. I like it. Great minds think alike. You know, uh, we have we have Bubba Rosenbaum producing today. I, I did want to get – I'm not sure if Bubba's able to chime in. I did want to get Bubba's lock of the week, if Bubba's able to, able to chime in here. Um, but, uh, you know, overall, Jay, I think, uh, I think we've covered it here. I think that, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be, you know – Something to watch on TV this week. I'm going to be locked in for the Navy Notre Dame game more than anything. I'm going to be watching USC closely to see what they do, and and then before you know it, man, we're into week one of the season, and there's some big time matchups. So just uh, just happy to get football going, my friend. We're back, baby. We are back. So Bob is not going to be able to join in. He's uh, he's got some work going on. But Jay, I think that's going to sum it up for this week. Uh, great job as always. And, um, you know, looking forward to a big season. Really appreciate people supporting this show and, and watching it. Um, you know, Jay and I don't claim to be, you know, Las Vegas bookies where we're like, you know, experts on the spread. But we we just love college football and we try to make educated decisions here. So it's going to be fun. Uh, I encourage everybody to uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Sports Objective, on YouTube. Uh, support us on Facebook, Twitter. You can follow the show wherever podcasts can be found. And uh, it's going to be a fun year. So, Jay, any final thoughts before we head out? No, yeah. I mean, I just think uh, I think this is an exciting year. I think you know a lot of a lot of matchups to watch this season and out of conference, but of course, you know, conference matchups. I think some intriguing teams, and you know, you just look at Ohio State, Michigan, then. Ohio, plus Penn State in the top 10, you know, three Big Ten teams, of course, SEC schools, and what's going to happen in the ACC. So those are some major storylines, but uh, excited to get it kicked off this weekend, and, and uh, can't wait to see you next week, Matt. Awesome, buddy. Have a great rest of the week, and uh, looking forward to Saturday. We'll be talking as the week goes on. I hope everybody has a great week, and uh, here we go. Welcome back to college football. Thanks, everyone.